Thank you for tuning in to the Blind and Business Podcast. Thank you so much to our speakers for joining us today. We're very excited to hear more about your experiences at Santander. Let's kick it off with some introductions. So, Charlotte, I'll come to you first and then we'll move along our lineup. Perfect. Um, so, hi everyone, my name is Charlotte and the programme that I'm on at Santander is the Internal Graduate Programme. Um, oh, sorry, Internal Audit Graduate Programme. Um, and the current rotation that I'm on is the Operations and Financial Crime Team. Um, and that's actually my permanent team now. So, um, I'll be staying in that as a permanent member of staff. Brilliant. And if we go, to go next to Lucy. Hi everyone, um, I'm Lucy. I am on the Data Science Degree Apprenticeship Scheme with Santander. Um, I've had quite a few different placements. So I've been in Ford, Metadata, and my next placement um, starting in Feb is going to be in Payments. So, yeah. Lovely. And on to Henry next. Hi, so I, my name is Henry. Um, I'm, I was part of the uh, Financial Crime Academy uh, Apprenticeship. Uh, which I started back in September 2018. Um, so I finished that uh, last year in June um, and I'm currently working in corporate transaction monitoring um, as a permanent role. Perfect. And Saji? Hi there, I'm Sachi and um, I'm currently on the corporate and commercial banking graduate scheme and I've had two rotations so far. So my last one was a relationship manager and my current rotation is in real estate risk as a credit manager. Perfect. And on to Adve. Hey everyone, I'm Adve. Uh, I'm on the Digital Technology Solutions Apprenticeship Scheme and my current rotations in the UX design team, which I've just started. So yeah. Lovely. And last but not least, Arisa. Hi everyone. So I'm Arisa. I'm in the Retail and Business Banking Graduate Scheme. Um, and right now I'm in the innovation part of the banks. So I'm in the innovation team. Um, and next I'll be moving into the customer journey design team. Great. So would someone like to give a bit of an introduction to, to Santander and the, the various schemes that are run? Yeah, um, I think generally you can find a lot of information about the schemes on our website, but we do like graduate programmes, apprenticeship programmes, um, in all different areas of the bank. Um, so, for example, I'm an internal audit, so I don't think that's typically something that you'd think of when applying to a bank. But um, yeah, there's like all sorts of different roles that will be available on the website to go and have a look at. And what was the application process like? How did you how did you find the application process at Santander? Um, so the application process when I applied was online application um, I think um, you filled in questions, had to obviously hand in your CV, um, it was all on the website again um, and then there was maths and English tests and then it was a video kind of you had to record yourself answering questions on the spot um, and then if you obviously pass through that, then you go to the assessment centre and then after the assessment centre, it's either yes or no, you've got the job. I don't know if it was any different for you, Sachi. Yeah, so mine's pretty similar, like the online test, um, sorry, the online application, then the online test. And I think I had situational judgment in mine. Um, I'm not sure if that still stands. And then I had a telephone interview because I applied for an internship, which then converted into a grad role. So I think it was different 
like back then. But I think now a lot of employers are actually doing the video interview. So I think a lot of employers are just following the same suit. Um, and then, yeah, like Lizzie said, it was just assessment centre and then it was kind of the yes or no um, situation. But within the assessment centre, there was, I had four stages, I think it's now down to three, but I had a role play, a interview, a team exercise and a presentation. And so Santander, after your video interview, they'll kind of email you saying you've been successful, you're not. And if you have been successful, I think they give you a certain amount of time before your assessment centre and you have that amount of time to prepare for your presentation um, your interview and stuff like that. But it's nothing really to worry about. Like I think um, Lucy will explain her like experience with it as well. But for me, assessment centres are actually really relaxed and actually quite friendly, which um, I didn't know if that would be like other cases because it was my first assessment centre. Um, and yeah, like the team exercise was just, they give you, you don't, there's nothing to prepare for the team exercise at all. So it's pretty relaxed um, and they're not really, the assessors aren't really looking to see whether as a team you've got the correct answer. It's more how do you act in a team um, can you listen to other people, can you contribute your own ideas. So yeah, there's nothing really to worry about. And then with the presentation, you're given a long enough time to prepare. So as long as you know what you're talking about and you've done your research, you should be fine when they ask questions and things like that. Um, and yeah, with the interview, to be honest, with the interview, I was pretty worried. I didn't know whether it would be quite formal but mine was actually like a conversation so yeah it was pretty friendly I don't think there's anything to worry about too much. Yeah mine again was pretty similar I was given um, basically like a, a speck of what they wanted us to talk about in the presentation um, in the stakeholder meeting so you had time to prepare um, you could put together a powerpoint presentation and um, so you didn't have to do it just on the spot. Um, when it came down to like the group exercise. It was more like such said. It was a case of how can you work with other people because obviously teamwork is one of the biggest things. And in my interview, so obviously data science, um, I got asked quite a lot of coding questions, and I was very very honest. I said I had no coding experience, which was exactly the case, um, and they were fine with that. Obviously, I got the job, and I'm here now. Um, but they look for potential they don't look for because you're applying for a graduate role or um, an apprenticeship role they don't look for the finished product because you're not applying for a finished product role so you really need to bear that in mind obviously go in impressing showing your best self and everything like that but it's a case of um, you have to show your ability to be able to learn and your ability to be able to listen and inquisitive nature and things like that it's like the um, the learning side of um, a job as opposed to being you're here to do a role you're here to learn and do a role so be really mindful of they don't want the finished package they want someone that they can mold and help and help them grow or help you grow um, into obviously an amazing an amazing person amazing worker um, so just be really mindful of that when it comes to assessment centres best self forward. Brilliant and just kind of following up from that what would be your kind of key piece of advice for preparing for assessment centre? I know you mentioned research. For me, mine was understanding. So I, it's different. I already worked for Santander, so I already knew about Santander, so I had something to talk about. Um, but it was understanding what the expectations of the role could be, how I could it basically, how can you add value to Santander? What are you going to bring to the table? Um, that's one of the biggest things that I thought.
I think about how I what I have to offer and it's the same kind of what they can offer you it's it it works both ways I don't know if Sachi had something else to to add yeah no I'd say same as Lucy in terms of at the assessment centre even though yeah they are assessing you it's also a really good way to see whether you're you want to work there as well and every employer has a different kind of set of values and how they work so it's actually a really good opportunity and in terms of preparation and research um I think I researched heavily on I don't work for Santander before so I researched about Santander in general um, and not just like the specific department I was applying to I kind of did an overview of it all um just so that you have like that wider knowledge and that will also be quite important when you're doing your presentation you can kind of bring that research into your answers and show your depth there so yeah and also actually in an interview at the end they usually ask the interviewer will ask whether you have any questions and that's also a really good place to just ask questions even if you don't have any just try and think one on the spot it can be kind of like what's the culture like or what like what will the role look like and I think it's a good way to do your research about whether you are a good fit as well. Perfect now if I if I go to Charlotte and Henry can you tell us a bit more about the schemes that you're on? Yeah, um, so as I just briefly mentioned before, I'm on the internal audit graduate program. Um, so in internal audit, we have five different departments and basically we're looking at the risks to the bank um, and what the control environment is looking like. So basically, how are we mitigating against those risks? Um, so I'm in the operations and financial crime team, which means that I'm looking at financial crime risks to the bank. Um, and going into all of the different business areas in the bank to see how those different teams are managing that financial crime risk. Um, so it's a really good role because it gives you kind of that overview that Sachi and Lucy were talking about. Um, it gives you an overview into all of those different business areas and how they work together um, rather than just being in like one distinct role. So I've, I've found it quite interesting in that way in terms of like variety and being able to have like a few months where I'm working on one audit and I'm looking at the CCB function or another audit and I'm looking at the retail bank or another audit and I'm looking at sort of like line one or line two financial crime. Um, so yeah, and in that way you can see all of those different moving parts of the bank. Um, whereas I think sometimes it's quite easy to have a narrow view of what a bank does. Um, so yeah, it's always nice to have that bit of variety. And that's why I mentioned that there's like actually so many um, roles and jobs out there uh, within a bank. So it is quite interesting if you're not traditionally like interested in what you might think a bank is like opening up current accounts and, and things like that, there are different options for you. Um, so yeah, that's just a brief overview to my role. So Henry. Yeah, so uh, similar to Charlotte, um, I'm part of the financial crime, uh, but I was part of the apprenticeship. Um, so for me, it was slightly different. Um, so we, throughout the scheme, we had an 18 month scheme where, which we would go into different rotations, should be in different parts of the bank. Um, so we'd have the likes of uh, enhanced due diligence and payment screening, um, which kind of all complement each other. And you get to see firsthand how each department operates um, and complements one another. Um, alongside the um, obviously the rotation based side of the scheme, you had to do assignments um, and different types of missions, which would be little projects that um, BDP, uh, which is part of the apprenticeship um, qualification, uh, would basically support you on and uh, set you different missions and projects 
who you'd have to do alongside. So you might have, for example, um, to come up with a new idea of how to implement um, a new system into place or something. And it kind of gets you um, thinking about how you can help improve uh, Santander. So it's quite nice to like, all, as long as, as well as working um, with people, you kind of also help in develop and in, uh, improve financial crime. Just going off the back of what Henry said as well, I forgot to mention that um, internal audit is also an 18 month graduate scheme. Um, so I got to do a rotation in three of the five teams. So I did a rotation in operations and financial crime firstly when I first joined, then I moved into IT risk. And then finally I did a rotation in conduct and compliance risk. Um, and the other two teams that exist are credit risk and finance and markets risk. Um, so if you were more interested in sort of the traditional banking um, that I was talking about before, I think uh, you might be interested in the finance and markets risk and credit risk. Um, but yeah, uh, so there is a lot of variety within the team as well, and you'd get to do rotations just as um, Henry was saying. Perfect. Now, turning over to Arisa and Adfaith, what kind of skills have, have you both developed on your on your schemes? So I'm on the Retail and Business Banking Graduate Scheme. So it is a two-year scheme, so it's 24 months. Um, and there's a number of different rotations you can do. So just to bear in mind, the skills that I might have learned, um, other people within my cohort might have learned different ones because you have the option to pick which teams you want to go into. And there's like a variety of skill sets you can get. So I've chosen to be in the innovation team so far. Um, what that has meant is that I've learned a lot about user experience and like user interface. So like right now I'm designing a web page um, and user experience basically it's about the flow of the web page, um, how customers will get kind of the best journey, the easiest way for them to access what they're looking for. And then user interface is based upon kind of the design of the page. So what it looks like um, and just again making it very easy for the customer. Um, so with the innovation team, I've learned a lot about kind of how you validate an idea. So within our team, we come up with kind of lots of different ideas um, and then we have to do a lot of research on it. So we put together hypotheses. Um, it would so we put together like lots of different hypotheses and then we validate them through things like user testing um, and a lot of research. And then once we've kind of validated our idea, we then put it through for like a pilot. Um, and then if that goes successful, then it will go live. So I've learned a lot about kind of that journey and how you validate an idea, um, definitely. And yeah, I'd say that so far about you, Adverse. Yeah, so for me, uh, I've already gone through two different rotations and I'm on to my third one. So uh, my third one's in UX design, so I, I'll probably end up learning a lot of the skills that Arisa's just talked about because they fall under like the same uh, area of Santander. But before that, uh, I first started in the property team, which is kind of an odd name, but it basically it's the team which takes care of all of what Santander owns, I guess you can say. So like the properties they own uh, to like the desks that go in the offices. So it was a lot of um, for that. It was a uh, it was a very small technical area in that team. So uh, it was just me and my manager who were taking care of a lot of the um, software which the teams use so it would be stuff from microsoft access so uh, i had to learn vba visual basics for applications which is a programming language so i got sent out on a course for that and then i had to learn a bit of uh, sql to be able to 
uh, use like the databases and pull the data we want when we're trying to analyze stuff and so on. So for my first rotation, it was mainly like bits and pieces of that. And then in my second rotation, it was um, very much data uh, analysis driven. So a lot more SQL, a much deeper dive into like the language and learning a lot more skills in that. Uh, and then a lot more teamwork as well, because the team was a lot, lot larger. So I suddenly went from literally just working by myself or with my manager to uh, working with four, five, six other people on. And it wasn't all like brand new things, which you're developing. It suddenly ends up someone coded this like 10 years ago and they've left the company since. And now we have to work out what the hell's going on and everything. So it's it was a there's a lot of skills you learn. And obviously, depending on what rotation you end up in, it's going to be very different. And each team will have their own way of doing the same exact thing. So every time you'll go around and you'll just be learning little things which will help you. And yeah, it's a good a good way to like get into learning whatever because it's practical experience. And obviously, just I if I needed help, all I needed to do was just give a shout and someone would help me. So yeah, don't, uh, don't know if you've got anything else to add to that, Arisa. Um, no, no, I'd say that, yeah, pretty much sums it up. So, yeah, depending upon which rotation you're in, um, specifically, if you're in a scheme that lets you pick them as well, um, you could be doing like very heavy kind of data work. So, um, we could be doing like business strategy and performance and so the retail and business banking scheme. One of my friends is in the business strategy and performance scheme, very similar to Adbeth. She does a lot of coding, a lot of skills. So, you do have the variety of kind of picking. Um, what best suits you and what you really want to learn as well. Great, it seems to be one of the advantages of, of doing a rotational scheme, kind of getting an insight into different areas and also building up different skill sets to to find out which ones you enjoy enjoy the most. Um, following on from what Adpo said there, um, what kind of support have you received throughout your schemes? Um, so I'd say that yeah, I'm going to continue in the same vein, I think, as Arisa and Adveth, like there is a lot of support available. So if you kind of separate that out into kind of career development support, um, everyone has like a performance manager and a grad manager when you start on these schemes. Um, so there's immediately off the bat, like people that are actually allocated to you. Um, that are specifically working to support you um, in that way and to help you through your scheme. Um, so that's really helpful. Um, and then those people are also kind of your gateway to learning about different qualifications and things like that. So just on the skill development point that we were talking about, um, I was interested in getting a qualification with Santander. So I've started my ACA, which is a Chartered Accountancy qualification. Um, and that's literally just through asking um, those types of people like my grad manager and my performance manager. Um, so I'd say that as long as you are like keeping in contact with people and um, asking for what you want, then you nine times out of 10 will be able to negotiate something um, with your performance manager and things like that. And then from a more like softer side of things, so um just in terms of like well-being support um and just like emotional support i think santander are also really good for things like that like we have a well-being hub and there's loads of different resources that are on the internet that you can access um to support you along the way 
um, and anything, especially like over COVID and things like that. I know that probably everyone is probably sick of hearing about COVID at the moment, but um, yeah, just through COVID, um, I've noticed that there's been a lot of support in my team, uh, just constantly reaching out to each other and a really tight like community network across the team. Um, so that's definitely something that is a, a really big benefit of Santander, I'd say. Um, similarly to Charlotte, um, being an apprentice, you do probably get a different kind of support compared to a grad because um, it's you're learning and you're expected to learn, whereas as you graduate, not that they're not expected to learn, but they have the qualification already, but there's still opportunities to get more qualifications in Santander. Um, as I mentioned at the start, I didn't have any coding experience at all when I started Santander. Um, so since then and since starting in September 2019, I've learned how to code in multiple different languages. Um, so I guess development support, um, support from White Hat, who we did our level four with or doing our level four with, and then Nottingham Trent, who will be the university provider. Um, for the data science and then again I have a line manager and I have an apprentice manager and then Imagine Talent um, who look after like, graduates and apprentices. So I guess the support is really really wide range um, and then again your local team that you'll be in your placement team it's not necessarily just from one person and I think you can reach out to your network of just graduates and apprentices or you can go through your line manager in your team or you can go to emerging talent there's so many different routes you can go down you don't it's not just specified that you have to speak to your apprentice manager if you have a problem there's more than one person you can always always go to um and for me support has has always been there if I've ever had a question it's always been answered if I've ever needed anything that's gone wrong or I've had system issues or anything as small as that um, that can be quite stressful when you need to get stuff done and you don't have access they're always there and I had during Covid the peak of Covid when it started last year I had to hand back in my laptop because for business needs they needed laptops and I had a laptop and I wasn't business critical as they called it um, and Emerging Talent used to call us every other week just to check in and make sure we were okay. Um, so, yeah, we've never been left in the dark, even when we haven't been necessarily a part of Santander. Um, so, yeah, it, the support's always been great. I don't have any complaints. Brilliant. It sounds like there's a, a wide a wide network of, of support there at your at your disposal. What advice do you have for students and graduates thinking of applying for opportunities at Santander now that you've been through the process and are doing well on the schemes? Um, Carry on. Okay. Um, no, I just say, um, God, I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> um, just like uh, having like a LinkedIn profile and stuff can be quite useful when applying for jobs in general because. Um, a lot of them will say like you can kind of apply through your LinkedIn profile and things like that um, so that can be quite easy um, but yeah no Henry carry on. Sorry uh, yeah so I would also say like, I, I really say the point that you should always research into the jobs that you're looking into um, as well as reading uh, carefully reading the job description that uh, you're thinking of applying for uh, making sure your CV fits that job description with the keywords that are within it um, and also making sure is um, what you're you'd be interested in making reading around the industry. Um, when I applied for financial crime, it was quite a new 
uh, part of the banking world. It was kind of uh, it's really been growing since I started. Um, so I kind of looked into that and how it would grow and how things would change within the industry. Um, so I think that's kind of key when you're applying for the roles to make sure it's something that you want to go for. Um, as well as like when you're going into it, being yourself and showing what you can bring to the table um, and not pretending to be so, uh, the ideal candidate, uh, just be yourself and show exactly what you can bring to the table. Yeah, and just to build on that, Henry, I would say, yeah, definitely do your research on the bank, um, kind of learn what the values of the bank are. Um, but it is more important, really, just as Henry said, just be yourself um, and try not to get overwhelmed with thoughts of thinking that, you might not know enough about banking, you might not know enough about the role. Um, so I did like a languages degree, so that's very far out from banking. Um, so you don't necessarily have to have done like maths or economics, like most schemes are open to any degree. Um, so like kind of like Lucy said, she had no coding experience. So don't feel like put off, um, even if it's something you're interested in, don't feel put off thinking you might not already have the skills for it because as Lucy said it's a scheme so it's there to help you really grow and learn so you don't need to know everything like right off the bat um, and if in questions when you're in like the assessment centre and the interview and you just you're feeling like oh, I really don't know the answer to this this is really banking related um, just be honest and just express your interest to really be open to learning and how like enthusiastic you are about learning these different things you might not know yet um, so yeah, that would definitely be my advice for applying to any roles within Santander. Lovely, and my, my final question for the day is more generally, what advice do you have for candidates who are currently in the process of, of applying for work? Sorry about that, I think I got confused between the questions. <laughs> um, some of my um, advice would be, I think a lot of the schemes like apprenticeships and uh, graduate schemes all come out and around like September and then from then on so I just say try and like sign up to the email updates because it might be quite it's quite overwhelming when there's so many different schemes you want to apply for and then trying to figure out when all of them are made like public and you're actually able to apply so I think maybe just signing up to those email updates um it's a pretty it just makes it a lot e easier for you um and then also just try and apply as soon as they become open because a lot of them will have like the online application and then they'll give you time to do the test so I think as long as you're getting your application and you're starting the process off um, it'll be quite good because I think when it comes to assessment centres it's kind of whoever's done all the previous parts um, can then get allocated an assessment centre much quicker because you've started the application process quicker um, so that'd be probably my like main um, piece of advice and then also with like don't be disheartened when you do get rejected because it's not necessarily that you are in the wrong or it's your fault and um, it's more just every employer is looking for something different so you just may not be a suitable candidate for that specific role um, and for that company but it doesn't necessarily mean you're not um, a good candidate for another one so yeah that would be my main piece of advice yeah building on what uh Sachi said uh even if you do get uh, rejected, just take it as a learning opportunity. Obviously, the first couple of times you go to an assessment centre, you're most likely going to be nervous. You're going to be stressed. You you don't, you don't have a clue what you want to say, how to act. But as you keep going, like your second or your third or your fourth one, you're going to feel much more comfortable. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, you just need to make sure that you have that confidence in yourself to keep applying and keep doing your best and showing off the best you can be to your prospective employers uh, 
until you get a job that you're happy with and a job where they'll be happy with you as well. So yeah, it's uh, it can be a long process, uh, but yeah, never be disheartened. Uh, keep trying and just take it as a learning experience. Brilliant, two great points there, keeping on track of, of deadlines and getting your application in as soon as possible and also persevering and keeping motivation levels up and, and taking it all as a, as a learning experience. Lovely, I will wrap up my questions there. Thank you so much to all our speakers for a fantastic insight into Santander and your experience getting into employment. Um, I'd also like to say a big thank you to Katie from Santander for making this webinar possible today. So thank you so much, Katie. As always, Blind in Business is on hand to support you through the process of finding a job. So feel free to get in touch if you're not already. I will wrap up the webinar there. Thank you so much to our speakers and to those tuning in. And I hope you have a lovely afternoon.